Welcome back to the Florida History Podcast. I'm Carter Krishnire. And I'm Robert Bucciolato. Robert, we're going to talk a little bit about impeachment. As we record uh-huh. this, Donald Trump has been impeached by U.S. House of Representatives, our president. President Donald Trump has been uh, impeached. However, we're awaiting a Senate trial. So uh, that'll give you some context on when this has been released. Florida has played a big role in every impeachment or impeachment proceedings against the president, I say, because Richard Nixon was not formally impeached. He resigned before he was going to be impeached by the House of Representatives and before he inevitably would have been removed by the Senate uh, in the case of Nixon. And we'll get to Nixon in a minute. Uh, Donald Trump is, of course, a Floridian now, a registered, registered to vote in the state of Florida. And some of his most ardent defenders are Floridians, like Congressman Matt Gates. Some of his biggest critics among Republicans have also been people connected with the state of Florida. David Jolly, uh, former congressman who no longer classifies himself as a Republican. Uh, Max Stepanovich, who I believe may have uh, switched his registration to, de- to Democrat. I think I read that somewhere. But Max Stepanovich, longtime Republican lobbyist and operative and a real legend around Tallahassee. Uh, really, the, the power behind Bob Martinez and one of the powers behind uh, Jeb Bush. And, of course, uh, also Sally Bradshaw, speaking of uh, Jeb Bush, Jeb Bush chief of staff and one of the instrumental forces behind Jeb Bush. So uh, Donald Trump has polarized a lot of Republicans in the state of Florida. Uh, but it, Florida has had a big role in impeachment before. Uh, set, uh, when a- Andrew Johnson was impeached uh, by the Republicans in Congress after the Civil War uh, at, at the beginning of the Reconstruction era, which, of course, was dis- discussed in the previous podcast, the state of Florida had tried to send several ex-Confederates to the Congress, ex-Confederates that would have defended Andrew Johnson, certainly, and they were not seated by the Republican Congress. And obviously, Florida was trying to send Democrats uh, to Congress. Uh, those of you not familiar, Democrats were the party of the South. They were the party of rebellion. The Republicans were party, the party of the North and the party of the Union. And Andrew Johnson was a Southerner being impeached by... Um, the so-called radical Republicans, all of whom hailed from the North and all of whom were committed to an extensive civil rights program, which, uh, and, uh, program of reconstruction of the South, which, uh, Johnson was not committed to. So that was, that was Florida's role in, in that impeachment. More interesting, of course, has been Florida's role in the Nixon and Clinton proceedings, Robert. And Richard Nixon had huge ties to the state of Florida, and the Watergate scandal was largely a Florida scandal. Uh, I can't stress this enough, and and, uh, for those that don't remember how closely tied to Florida the Watergate scandal was, reread All the President's Men, Woodward and Bernstein, or watch the movie. I mean, so much of it revolves around Florida. Well, even his uh, his speech about the Reagan was filmed at... um uh, the Contemporary Hotel yeah. in Orlando, Florida. Correct. And the Disney comp. And he, he was not officially a Florida resident like the current uh, President Trump, but he was essentially a Florida resident. He would spend half the year here at his uh, Key Biscayne house. No, and he was essentially also, Robert, I, I wanted, sorry, he was trying to, to market himself as a Floridian because it was part of yeah. the Southern strategy. And his strategist, Phillips and Pat Cannon and other Southern strategy was to identify Nick as a Floridian. So whether he actually registered to vote in Florida like Trump has now is immaterial. He was a Floridian for all intents and purposes, or at least was trying to be one. 
and um, you know, you had mentioned the uh, the odd duality with Trump's impeachment, where some of his greatest supporters and some of his greatest adversity, adversaries have come from Florida. The same thing could be said during the Clinton administration. Some of his biggest fans were the liberals of Florida, and some of his harshest critics were people like um, Bill Cullum. Yeah, and Charles Kennedy. Yeah. yeah, who was pushing through the impeachment and was actually, uh, you know, floor leaders during the pursuit. Yeah, we'll get back to Clinton in a minute. I want to talk about both McCollum and Kennedy as well as yeah. uh, some other Florida connections to that uh, to to that time. Robert Wexler was mm-hmm. one of his great defenders in, in the House. But uh, the Nixon uh, Watergate scandal, the break-in was committed by burglars that had been recruited in Miami. Uh, led by Howard Hunt, who was uh, in- incredibly tied to the state of Florida, even to the point I I, I just watched The Irishman recently, the the great the new great Scorsese film, latest in in Scorsese's epic films about the mob, and and this has a lot. This film revolves a lot around Jimmy Hoffa and the Teamsters, and the amount of um, even Teamster activity connected to that time and Nixon going on in Florida blew my mind. Uh, and Howard Hunt was in the middle of that. And the guy who Robert De Niro, Bob De Niro is playing, who's the main character, actually does a shipment to meet Hunt in Florida to give him, in the 1960s, weapons to be used by Cuban, Cuban uh, exiles in the Bay of Pigs. So in Watergate, the burglars were recruited in Miami. The money that, that, that was questionable that ended up being what Woodward and Bernstein did, right? Deep Throat, who uh, turned out to be Mark Felt told Woodward follow the money. He and Bernstein followed the money, and the bank accounts were in Miami and in Boca Raton. The bank accounts where the money was all deposited. So, of course, there's a famous scene in, in uh, All the President's Men where Carl uh, Bernstein, who's being played by Dustin Hoffman, flies to Miami, sits in the state attorney's office for two days before he can finally get the information he needs to, to confirm this and put it in the Washington Post. But so much of uh, what happened was in Florida, and obviously Nixon was spending much of his time at that by that point, as you mentioned, half the year in Key Biscayne. Uh, he was spending as much time in Key Biscayne as he was in the White House, quite honestly, by that time. Also, the biggest defender, the guy who made probably the biggest spectacle of himself in the United States Senate during the Irwin Committee to defend the president was Ed Gurney, who we've talked about before, and he was a Floridian. He had all these connections to Nixon. Um, he got into he got into trouble that he had to resign early, and obviously uh, did not run for re-election. That was the Nixon scandal, and then moving on to Clinton, as you talked about, you mentioned McCollum. Let me also throw this out: Charles Kennedy, Robert, who uh, whose father had been Lawton Childs's campaign associates from Polk County. Kennedy, the the younger Kennedy, had been elected to the state house. As a Democrat from Polk County, he switched parties in his final term in the state house. Then ran for Congress as a Republican, got elected, became a very, very right-wing member of the House, and eventually was an impeachment manager. And, and there was a, a, a famous incident around Christmas, around the impeachment at an Olive Garden in Lakeland, when the woman saw who she was serving, the, the server berated him for switching parties and doing what she was doing, what he was doing to the to the president. She got fired by the Olive Garden. But uh, that was how polarizing Kennedy had become because he had come from a Democratic family and he had become one of the leaders of the impeachment of uh, a Democratic president. 
Yeah, and um, and I think uh, what we're seeing now with this uh, with this current impeachment is, uh, you know, once again the Floridians are making sure that we're getting noticed with uh, Matt Gaines and um, <laughs> you know, the fact that we're we we do seem to remain a, a very vocal state when it comes to impeachment proceedings. Yeah, I think actually Pat Rooney, I should mention, uh, is is probably been one of the most vocal. Uh, Republicans in the House against Trump, even though he uh, did vote against uh, he did vote against the impeachment. He was the one Republican in the House. I think Democrats realistically maybe thought they could get they could peel off. So that's another Floridian uh, that's against Trump. But then you have massive support from Trump uh, from a lot of state legislators in this state, and then as I said, from from Matt Gates uh, and from Rick Scott. If you go on five thirty eight Nate Silver's site. And again, we're recording this maybe a week or two before we release this, so maybe it'll change, although there are no votes in the interim period. There is no member of Congress who has voted, who has a higher uh, – there's, there's this uh, uh, metric that, uh, uh, that, that Silver and his team uses to determine this. But there is no member of Congress who has voted more with Donald Trump uh, uh, in, 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 in contrast to their constituents' views – on, on issues or predicted Trump vote score than uh, Senator Rick Scott. He has the highest composite score of voting with Trump uh, in either the House or the Senate currently. So, <laughs> you know, again, he's a big champion of Trump, although he might be more popular than Trump in the state. I don't know. DeSantis certainly is. Let's let's uh, go back to, to Clinton. Bill McCollum. He uh, had been a fairly popular congressman from Central Florida, even though um, he had been uh, for a long time uh, a, 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 an arch conservative, uh, Central Florida was very different then. McCollum was the leading opponent of uh, of the Brady uh, Bill and the assault weapons ban in the U.S. House. Fought Bill Clinton, and uh, Chuck Schumer was in the House at the time, one of the leaders. Uh, Joe Biden in the Senate was the uh, was the the big gun control advocate, if you remember at the time, and Ted Kennedy, a few others, Patrick Leahy fought them. He was a leader against them, and then just transitioned nicely into being a uh, um, an impeachment manager, which uh, um, seemed to serve his belligerent uh, temperament. Uh, very, very well. It's funny, when McCollum became Attorney General of Florida and then ran for governor and lost, uh, surprisingly, to Rick Scott in the primary in 2010, temperamentally he was very different than he had been during the 90s when he had attacked Clinton and Biden and, and, and Schumer and these Democrats on gun control and had been the NRA's poster child and then had uh-huh. been uh, the most belligerent of impeachment managers. With the possible exception of the uh, of the really dogmatic uh, uh, Jim Rogan from California, who was defeated in the next election by Adam Schiff, who now is of course the leading Democrat against Trump. The the final point I'll make is that Rob Wexler uh, became Clinton's biggest defender in this period and went from being a very low profile second term congressman to being a national star. Same for Peter Deutsch and, and Peter Deutsch tried to turn that into statewide office. So that's impeachment. That's Florida. Hope you enjoyed your holiday season. Thank you for joining us on the Florida History Podcast.